rental cars are the new Airbnb. Researchers find backdoor and encrypted police and military radios. Twitter begins its transition to X after changing its iconic bird logo. Mark Anderson says AI will function as a lifelong partner for kids with full insight into everything they've done and want. And he thinks it's a good thing. This is Geek News Central. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you to episode 1683 of the Geek News Central podcast for Monday, July 24th. This show is sponsored by GoDaddy.com and supported by listeners just like you. Great deals from GoDaddy can be found at geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. You can support this show today at geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. We are lit and live with apps from podcastapps.com. Join the value for value revolution. Earn Satoshi just by switching to a new modern podcast app. Warm welcome to all our listeners. And of course, I want to make sure you get over and visit geeknewscentral.com. Get over to the website, follow and subscribe to the show. Of course, subscribe to our newsletter while you're there. You can join our chat room at geeknews.chat for our social interact integration. And of course, you can contact me via email at geeknews at gmail.com or on Twitter at geeknews. You can follow me on Facebook by searching for our names. All our partner shows are linked at Geek News Central. Definitely check those out. And of course, this show is supported by the longest running continuous sponsor of our podcast, and that's our good friends at GoDaddy.com. You can start saving today by going over to geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And when you're over there, that's where savings begin. Get a new .com, get a new domain name for just a penny or $1.99 a month, $1.99 a month. Economy hosting for the first year with a free domain or $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year again with a free domain name. The two best hosting deals on the planet. You get a free trial of GoDaddy website builder, your choice of personal business or business plus plans. Again, all these deals are geeknewcentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Your support keeps this podcast online and this independent team employed. You're supporting a very small team of independent content creators. Thank you for your support. Make sure you get over there and pick up a, a domain name or whatever it may be you need to start your online presence. This is the way to go. Get connected. Start a new business. Start an online e-commerce site. There is just there is just a lot of things that you can do from setting up your own website. And we want to thank Godet for giving you the opportunity to do so. So um, it's uh, early. We're getting the show started early today. And I've got a lot going on. I, I'm headed to a artificial intelligence conference on Wednesday, so there will be no show on Thursday. I've uh, gone over to Cleveland to an event over there. I'm excited to be able to attend this. I got signed off by the company, purchased a ticket, uh, reserved the room and everything, and then I'm driving over uh, Wednesday mid-morning. Conference starts uh, Wednesday early or late afternoon. 
and then goes all the way through Thursday and Friday. So had not planned on this. This was a last minute add-on. And uh, so anyway, just some, just uh, let you know what's going on. Had not again planned to travel, but when there's a uh, artificial intelligence conference in your backyard, it's called Macon, M-A-I-C-O-N. You can definitely check out their website. They got a great podcast as well. Uh, I've been uh, binge listening to their shows. Some are better than others, uh, but the last uh, couple have been super, super good. So anyway, that's what's uh, happening here. I've got a good stack of content for you tonight, of course, and uh, hope that you will uh, uh, stay engaged with the show and drop me an email if you feel I deserve one. If you've noticed, I'm messing a little bit with the opening format of the show, doing that on purpose, and I uh, think it's a little bit smoother, for, uh, for a better word. So we're going to kick right off. I tell you, I had some trouble tonight because a couple of the articles that we at Kirk had picked were from Wired, and I don't, we don't get too many Wired articles, maybe one or two a month, was not able to load those wired articles at all because it says, give me $10 a month. I'm starting to see this more and more and more on a variety of websites where you cannot consume the content unless you give them, uh, you should give them some feedback. So, um, well, what did I say? Well, it's just, it just makes it hard to report on stuff that they're writing. That's, that's the, that's the end of it here. So anyway, hope you're all doing well and uh, let's go ahead and get into the stack. Uh, the one article that I didn't get blocked on, believe it or not, was, uh, from the wall street journal. And it's probably because I think I get two or three free of those a, uh, a month to be able to view before that flags me out. But, uh, wall street journal has this great article about rental cars are the new Airbnb where entrepreneurs rent out fleets of cars through services like Turo and get around or build their own website. And, uh, you know, I've, I've tried and actually I rented one car through Turo when I was uh, having a hard time getting one in Hawaii, but I, I can't imagine that doing this could be challenging. Um, small time entrepreneurs that are amassing vehicles to rent out, um, make about a thousand dollars a month when they do this. And their aim is to take on giants like Hertz and Avis. But one owner said that he had to drive a car that was stolen all the way up. That was stolen. That was driven all the way up the West coast and abandoned at the Canadian border. He had to go and get it. Another rented out car that was involved in the shooting. Still, another hat said a customer totaled a Maserati by driving it into a wall. He says it can be tough if you don't know what you're doing. Who rents out more than a dozen Teslas in his own we- on his own website? People look at it as a get rich thing or set it as you forget it. And he says you can't. The cost of parking, cleaning, insurance, and financing can quickly add up. Vehicles need to be picked up, dropped off, maintained, and repaired. Expenses can quickly outpace any revenue. And we know renting cars is another part of gig work. 
and uh, and get around, which I hadn't heard about. About seventy percent of the active cars are rented out by Powerhost, those who own three or more cars. Terrell had seven hundred sixty-five thousand active hosts at the end of March, up from one hundred fourteen thousand, and. Uh, one person has basically made a business out of instructing people how to do this business. He started selling a mentorship program to teach people the ins and outs of the business. He charges $2,000 for three months, which I think is probably a pretty good deal if you're trying to learn this. One of the biggest hosts is in New York, and he rents out cars separately through his own company called Julie's, J-O-U-L-E-Z, in the Bronx. And some of his cars are stored at a mall parking garage where they are washed by hand. And uh, he has roughly 60 electric, electric vehicles, which he manages with employees, but often he has to send people to go get them. One had been dropped off by a customer in, at Newark, and an employee was spending the day navigating public transportation delays to pick it up. Another had been driven by a customer in Chicago and left there. So I think you have to be careful, though. If you're going to go out and do Turo, you best, you best be smart about Returning it the way you're supposed to return it, you know, and not uh, leave it somewhere and incur big, big fees. But this is something that's new, that's out there. And uh, I thought it was interesting that they're covering this. I've often wondered uh, what uh, a vehicle would get and how, you know, if it's worth someone's while. But uh, only a thousand doesn't seem like a lot. But if you've got two or three vehicles, and, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty gig money. You know, that's if, if you don't have to spend a lot of time behind it, um, not bad, not bad. Any other business, you're going to have to spend time. This is the article I couldn't find on uh, Wired. So it was free for me at vice.com. And uh, so obviously, I think this was cross-posted from, from Motherboard over to Vice, but Researchers have found a backdoor in encrypted police and military radios. The Tetra standard is used in radios worldwide, and security researchers have found multiple vulnerabilities in the underlying cryptography and its implementation, including issues that allow for the decryption of traffic. A group of cybersecurity researchers has uncovered this intentional backdoor. While the research framed their discoveries as a backdoor, the organization responsible for maintaining the standard has been pushing back and says the standard was designed for export controls. And believe me, encryption on export is very complicated, which determines the strength of encryption. The end result, however, radios with traffic that can be decrypted using consumer hardware like an ordinary laptop in under a minute. There's no other way in which this can function than this is an intentional backdoor. One of the researchers from cybersecurity firm Midnight Blue told Motherboard in a phone call. And uh, the researchers, the research is the first public and in-depth analysis of the terrestrial trunked radio standard in more than 20 years. And uh, so that just gives you a little bit of an idea here that uh, it's not surprising that this is, uh, is an issue. So my mom just called me and she doesn't know I'm live. So... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You know, and this is what happens when you start the show a little bit uh, early. And I just don't know what I just did. But all right, this will have to wait. <laughs> so in the long run here, um, 
I think we shouldn't be surprised um, on what they found here, largely because of the, the simple fact that this is a, a very, very old protocol. And they're going to present these findings at an upcoming Black Hat Cybersecurity Conference. The deals have been talked about closely under wraps with Black Hat website simply crime briefing as a redacted telecom talk. And um, the European Telecommunications Standard Institute and, and organize standardized technology across industries first created Tetra in 1995. So it gives you an idea. Um, the researchers said they worked around this limitation by purchasing a Tetra-powered radio from eBay in order to then access the cryptographic components of the radio itself. From there, they achieved code execution of the main application processor. They then jumped to the signal processor, on and on and on to get this. And he said this is a trivial, a trivial type of attack that fully breaks the logarithm. That means that an attacker can passively descript everything in almost real time and it's undetectable. Not all current Tetrarated customers will use what's called TEA1. And some have been, others have moved on to other encryption logarithms. But given the long lifespan, existence still means there may be room for exploitation. So, uh, and in a way, people do not replace radios and so forth over long times of time because it's a huge process. There's probably a bunch of those uh, out there. Twitter has begun its transition to X after changing its iconic bird logo. And boy, you would think people were having a meltdown. Everyone knows, or at least this audience at least knows, X.com is owned and controlled by Elon Musk. And he has said even before he bought Twitter that he would thought that Twitter would be renamed to X. And he's got big plans. For X. So I think now, what do we say? Uh, my X handle is at Geek News, or do I still say my Twitter handle is at Geek News? I think the Twitter thing is going to stick around a long time. But, uh, but people have just been calling him an idiot for doing this. But again, I think Elon has something major that he is going to do with the app, and this is going to start the transition and uh, X is a future state unlimited interactivity centered in audio video messaging payments baking creating a global marketplace for ideas good services and opportunity see there again X is a future state of unlimited interactivity centered in audio video messaging payments and banking Again, it's going to be moving beyond just a messaging app. So I don't know why everyone's flipping out today that this has happened. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you, if you're going to be able to copyright X, but they definitely come up with a logo. But, uh, you know, Elon owns X.com and X.com right now uh, definitely is redirecting to Twitter.com. In a very interesting article over in Business Insider, Mark Anderson says AI will function as a lifelong partner for kids with full insight into everything they've done and want. So in AI, he says children will have a partner whose goal in life will to make them as happy and satisfied and successful. 
speaking on the Joe Rogan Experience show, because it isn't truly a podcast anymore, technically, Anderson shared how he had introduced his eight-year-old son to chat, uh, chatbot ChatGPT as an educational tool. The AI that my eight-year-old is going to have by the time he's 20, it's going to have had 12 years experience with him. And so have grown up with him. It will know everything he's ever done. They'll know what he wants. But the thing is, will everyone else? He talked about how AI can serve as a lifelong ally for his son in future generations. They'll basically have a partner whose goal in life will to make them as happy and satisfied and successful as possible. Now we know how ChatGPT's new code interpreter that was released has made the chatbot an effective data analysis assistant, almost doing work what's being claimed really at the basic undergraduate level. And that's, that is a, that's a big statement to say that the ChatGPT's code interpreter could be used effectively for data analysis at the level of a college graduate in data analysis. So I think that we have to figure out if there's going to be, we have to, if, if you're going to, if we're going to have AI in our life, that has to be tied to me. I have to own the data that I put into it and that I get out of it and the advice it gives and everything that's going to happen with AI over the future. That has got to be for me and me only. Because if the AI, let's say someone's eight years old and they start using AI and they say the AI makes a suggestion, you have a propensity to such and such, and this is what you should do in college. This is the, you know, this is what you, where your interests lay. This is a suggestion. What will happen when that data is basically marketed to then? I think we have a long way to go on the privacy side of this. Um, but, you know, I've been playing with some new tools uh, that are out there. And uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of them are pretty awesome. And doing summaries. And, you know, this morning I had an article due for a sponsorship, a 1500 word article. And I took about, and I wrote about 30 bullet points of this, this, this. I just went down through all these bullet points that I would normally do if I was putting an outline together for an article. And I said, okay, take those 30 bullet points and I want an article about this encompassing those 30 bullet points and I want 1500 words and the first round of it it put out about 1300 words I copied it out went into a doc and then I spent about another 30 minutes deleting stuff updating making changes adding some content that it didn't didn't uh, didn't uh, get and really, it came up with a really beautiful, and it was formatted maybe a little bit different than how I would write it. So I had made some changes. And in the end, I ended up with about 1,450 words that within an hour, I was able to ship off to folks that needed it 
And in all reality, there would have been no way that I could have wrote 1,500 words raw and been ready to have that go out, ran it through Grammarly, did all those things, and basically had definitely touched almost every paragraph. I was pretty happy with the results. And to put out a 1,500-word article, I'm sure that that probably took me two or three hours had I done it just straight from the top of my head, and then I need to, would have need to send it over to the copy editors and on and on and on. So if this now chat GPT doesn't remember from session to session, but if it did, I could come in behind in the work that I did before and say, take this and use this, in which I could. I take the article, I said, use this and, and do some sort of revision of this. Uh, pretty doggone amazing, to be quite frank. And uh, I think all of you are starting to find some great tools out there as well. And an interesting uh, article over at uh, Drew some Post, jpost.com. GPS data can detect earthquake hours before they happen, a study says. Well, it's a little misleading. What they say is that based upon the science that they have been able to figure out, that the two hours before a major earthquake, and they track 90 of those, there is a, um, a precursor phase in which the tectonic blocks begin to move relative to each other for slowly and then accelerating progressively to finally reach a sliding velocity. The rapid sliding procedure is what causes the seismic waves that cause the damage observed during a major earthquake. And what they say is, is if they could have a sensor that was sensitive enough, and this is really key here, to detect along a plate a 0.1, listen to this, a 0.1 millimeter change. So you have a sensor on one side of the plate, a sensor on the other, in these major earthquake zones, and they look for a 0.1 millimeter movement, they could have up to two hours warning on an earthquake. Now, they say many earthquake regions do not have adequate technology to track whether seismic activity patterns are consistent. But if they could have a GPS system that's capable of detecting a 0.1 millimeter change, and I'm going to tell you, the GPS cannot tell a 0.1 millimeter change. That, that just is impossible. And the gear to detect a 0.1 millimeter change based upon just my previous experience and everything else I've done over really 35 years of working with really super advanced electronic products 0.1 millimeters uh, could be a error in calibration. <laughs> you know, you're just not going to get that accuracy. You're not. But it's an interesting concept. And uh, maybe over time, they'll be able to develop sensors that, that will have that type of sensitivity. Time will tell. As the population continues to age worldwide, eight smart gadgets for seniors to maintain good health and wellness. This is from makeuseof.com. They have what's called smart walking, cam, uh, smart walking companions, OTC hearing aids, 
AI-powered companions, smart pill dispensers, well-being monitors, smart watches, and so on, tablet devices, a pretty big list of stuff here. Um, So if you have an elderly person, maybe there's something in this list that would uh, make sense. Netflix has a new mobile tab. They could make it easier to find things to watch. The new My Netflix tab will surface shows and movies you've shown some sort of interest in. And uh, I watched one Netflix movie over the weekend. And boy, I tell you, you have to, you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find a good movie on Netflix these days. You really do. Their top 10 list sometimes is helpful, but it, uh, it, it, it was kind of painful to find something uh, this weekend. For those of you that use, are getting or using Windows 11, uh, there are some tips on how you can be more focused and more productive with Windows 11. This is from Computer World. It's talk about uh, there's an actual uh, function in, the, in, in Windows 11 called Focus Sessions that allow you to really set some timers and stuff. You can type with your voice. You can use Teams via the taskbar. Uh, I'm not a big Teams fan. You can copy and paste like a pro. Talks about how to make it easier. Uh, There's some power toys for Windows 11, uh, virtual desktops and so forth. Link will be up in the show notes for all these little tricks and tips to make yourself much more productive with Windows 11. Now, those of you that are Futurama fans, the new Futurama successor reboots for show, the show for 2023. The animated sci-fi sitcom returns with, uh, with, with humor for a new era. And uh, it's been gone. It's been off for 10 years. And uh, I never watch, maybe I watch one episode of Futurama years and years ago. But the Sci-Fi Cartoons 11 season premieres today. Returning on Hulu, again, after a 10-year hiatus, given the time it's passed, it's a natural wonder if whether the show could pick up where it left off. The new episode successfully reboots the show into 3023. It's still 1,000 years in the future. And uh, again, Futurama initially started in 1999. So uh, it's a good write-up about it. If you have a Hulu, definitely think about checking it out. I don't know why Microsoft did this, but Microsoft has created a pizza-scented Xbox controller. It's part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles marketing campaign. Why, why would you want a controller to smell like pizza? So it has a scent diffuser strapped to the back in the shape of a slice of pizza. There are four variations in total, and thankfully, they're just part of a sweepstakes giveaway, so you won't be seeing or sniffing these controllers everywhere. Uh, okay, so, you know, Microsoft always creates variants of Xbox consoles and controllers, and this is just another little publicity stunt. But uh, anyway, if you want a chance at one of these, uh, link will be in the show notes. It's also being reported that Apple iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max models could be more expensive. According to a new report, Apple is allegedly planning to hike the price. The publication claims that Apple has a target to produce 85 million iPhone 15 units this year. 
which isn't far off from the 90 million iPhone 14s. Uh, obviously, there's a challenge here to potentially hit the market, but um, they think that the iPhone 15 and i15 Plus will remain consistent with previous generation uh, uh, releases, but yet to be said on the, the Pro and Pro Max, uh, potentially more money. And typically, they try to squeeze another 100 bucks out of it. So we'll see, because they like that 99 number, right? They like the 999, 1099. So if it goes to 1099 and 1199, typically they go in hundreds. They typically don't raise a price in 50s. So uh, just a psychological thing. You think you're only paying 900, but you're paying 999, 99. <laughs> And Apple does want to keep iPhone shipments steady despite the 2023 turmoil. And uh, so we'll see. See what happens here. Um, we know that demand for electronics are down because of the economy. Meanwhile, an ultra rare Apple sneaker from the 1990s is on sale for $50,000. Now, a pair of Apple branded sneakers have gone on sale. And uh, hopefully you'll get the box as well. But this is what they, for those of you who are watching the video, this is what they looked at. The condition of the sneaker is consistent with age. The broker said imperfections include yellowing around the midsoles and glue and light marks on the toe boxes. Ironically, the size 10.5 footwear will be more useful than a $190,000 4 gig first gen iPhone. But if you like all things Apple and you have more money than common sense, you can get yourself a $50,000 pair of Apple sneakers. Um, I, I want to run into some of these people. I got a TRS-80 I'll sell, $100,000 as well. More on the tech side, federal court orders Canadian ISPs to block pirated Major League Baseball live streams. Um, you know, when I have... I, there's a service that I was able to use when I was on my last trip. Um, I was overseas in the Dominican Republic and it was called my TV. It had a thousand channels. Now it was definitely whatever it was. It was illegal as you could watch anything. I mean, it had everything, every channel in existence. I think on every major country, um, I have no idea. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that was, um, I've seen these before outside of the country. I'm sure this is part of the, the deal with these, these types of devices trying to get shut down and these services being shut down and they move around, but it's not as easy to block them outside the United States. But in 2021, Canada's Federal Court of Appeal upheld the first pirate site blocking order. That decision opened the door for additional and more advanced blocking requests. The Federal Court eventually granted this request for the ongoing season with some safeguards in part due to the intervention from the Canadian Internet Policy and Public Interest Clinic. The NHL, this NHL blocking, oh, they are trying to do NHL as well, MLB and NHL. So uh, have any of you else come across these types of uh, IPTV devices before? I'm actually kind of surprised about this one. The Barbie movie 
has blasted into blockbuster record books with a $155 million U.S. opening. I was thinking about going to Oppenheimer, but the theaters... My fo- Sorry, let me put my phone on buzzer. Um, but anyway, $155 million for Barbie, $80.5 million for Oppenheimer. I, I was thinking about going to see an Oppenheimer, but I heard they've it's if you got one of those real nice theaters, they've got a version of that that is like super high death. But uh, according to Oppenheimer, similarly broke some records on its own. According to Deadline, um, the R-rated historical drama had the biggest global opening day and weekend for a biopic, having outperformed Bohemian Rhapsody 124 million. It's also Nolan's third highest gross. Opening weekend ever in both domestic and global markets. So, but anyway, um, oh, they had a 174.2 million worldwide, 80.5 million in the United States. There's not very many movies out right now. So, you know, people are midsummer and maybe looking for something to do. So I'm not necessarily unsurprised, but I am actually kind of surprised Barbie did that good. To me, it was like, why do I, why would I want to go see that movie? Uh, I guess I'm the wrong, wrong, uh, wrong demographic for it. Google has failed to get AI engineering lawsuit claiming wrongful termination thrown out. So it, judges have tentatively rejected Google's request to dismiss a lawsuit filed by a former engineer accused the company of firing him for challenging an internal AI chip design research project. And, uh, Google claimed its software was superior at automatically generating the floor plans of chips compared to an old-fashioned tool used in the hardware industry. In a, published pa- in a paper published in Nature, this individual led a separate team that disputed the results in another paper that was not authorized for publication by Google. He was fired after race issues and later sued Google. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what this is, uh, what happens here. Um, but it's also a subtitle, a sub-article of this that said AI is being used to detect fair dodgers in subway stations. So be aware if you're jumping the, uh, jumping the fence. The president is vowing vigilance on AI as tech firms promise safeguards. So he, the president said that U.S. must guard against threats from artificial intelligence as he detailed new company safeguards and promised additional government actions on the emerging tech. Um, he says these commitments are real and are concrete. They're going to help the industrial field's obligation to America develop safe, secure, and trustworthy technologies. Executives from Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, Microsoft, OpenAI, Anthropic, that's the one I'm trying right now is Claude, and Infection AI, all of which committed to adopting transparency and security measures. They joined the president at the White House for the announcement. The companies agreed to put new artificial intelligence systems through internal external tests before release and have outside teams probe for security flaws, discriminatory tendencies. How about uh, political biases or risk to consumer privacy, health information, or safety? The firms also promise share information, government, civil society, academia, and report vulnerabilities. Dun, dun, dun. We will see where that leads. If you're watching live today, make sure you check in and say hello. My mom just checked in after I texted her and said, hey, I know you're trying to reach me, but I'm live. <laughs> All right, so PC World has 17 travel gadgets you need for your next trip or vacation. And I found one 
that I was like, oh, look at this. We all need power banks and all that kind of stuff. We know that. But the one that I found that I was like, oh, it was entitled Enjoy an In-Flight Movie Without Annoying Headphone Cables. Now, I always have Bluetooth. I have Bluetooth headsets, either Apple AirPods or my Bose headsets. And this is a little device that plugs into a headset jack. It's called 12 South AirFly Pro Bluetooth Wireless Audio Transmitter. Allows you to turn any audio jack into a wireless Bluetooth transmitter. Now, these have been around for a while, but I didn't think about one of these from a airplane usage standpoint. This, this is going to go in my bag. I guarantee you I'm going to order this, but it's a little expensive. It's $54. I won't be using it that much, so I have to really think about it. Um, what else? The rest of the stuff is just basic stuff. You talk about wire wires and gaming and you know little mini uh keyboards and that kind of stuff so link will be up in the show notes for you to go through and you can see if you need any of this stuff yourself in a very very weird twist of events queen guitarist and astrophysicist brian may is going to release a 3d atlas of an asteroid the rocker astrophysicist is co-author of a three-dimensional atlas of bennu an asteroid explored by the Sirius Rex probe in 2020. So he's uh, working with the University of, Arizona, University of Arizona planetary science expert, Dante Loretta, and uh, they're putting together this book. So uh, this is cool. I actually might buy this book because who who has a... 3D atlas of an asteroid. There's plenty of these for the moon and this kind of stuff, but an asteroid? Now that is a coffee table eye catcher. So it doesn't say, what does it cost? Does it say how much it's going to cost? Uh, no, but I'll, I'll look it up and see if I can figure out what the, what the cost of this thing's going to be. But uh, kind of cool, kind of a cool idea, kind of caught my eye there. Meanwhile, Google owes $338.7 million in Chromecast patent case. They violated a software's developer patent rights with its remote streaming technology. It must pay $338.7 million. A federal jury in Waco, Texas, decided on Friday. The jury found that Google Chromecast and other devices and for patent owners owned by TouchStream Technologies. Touchstream attorney Ryan Dykel said on Monday that Touchstream was pleased with the verdict. Of course, Google is going to appeal. The company, which also does business as Show Dog, said in the 2020 lawsuit that founder David Strober invented technology in 2010 to move videos from a small device like a smartphone to a larger device like a television. According to the complaint, Google met with Touchstream about its tech in December 2011. It said it was not interested. Two months later, Google introduced its Chromecast media stream device in 2013. Uh-huh. This is what happens a lot. Happens a lot. So uh, we'll see uh, where this one leads. So I have a question for you all. How do you think the last show's art was? The Kevin Mitnick article where I talked about him, him passing away. I have a, an image that was album art 
What what did you think of that album art? Have you been watching the YouTube album art too? I've been playing around a little bit. Today, I was a little bit ahead of schedule. So I have the album art for today's show already made. And I think it's classic. I think it's fantastic. I've been playing around with stuff a little bit. Um, I'm getting used of, to use of Photoshop a little more. Um, so improving some of the tech stuff on the screen or on the images. But uh, what do you think? What do you think of the album art that we've been producing here? Now, don't get me wrong. All the stuff that Sam produced and everything, we'll get back into rotating through that. But I'm just having a little fun with, uh, uh, with Mid-Journey. And uh, I think you'll be impressed by the YouTube art today as well. If you haven't noticed what I've been doing, I've been doing different art for different titles for the show on YouTube and same episode that been mixing up, seeing where I get the most Google bump. But uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at. And, uh, but these tools are, are being a lot of fun to, to play with. And what I actually asked ChatGPT to do is give me a description of what the art should look like. And that's helping me as well uh, mix the art up a little more when ChatGPT is giving me a, an image description and part of the, uh, the output that I'm asking it to do for title and hashtags and that kind of stuff. All right, geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com. That's the email address at geeknews on X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it now. Don't forget about our sponsor. Also, we, we would appreciate if you'd consider becoming an insider or if you're using one of those newfangled podcast apps. We love it when you do that. Go over to newpodcastapps.com. Modernize. Get modern here. Uh, get with, get uh, get caught up. Use a modern podcast app. Send me an email at geeknews at gmail.com. If you start using one of those new modern podcast apps at podcastapps.com, and I will send you, I will send you Satoshis. I'll send you free money to use as you please. And, uh, but anyway, thanks everybody for being here. A little bit of a short show today. Uh, just, you know, slow news day. Be back with you next Monday again. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time on the Geek News Central podcast. Y'all take care. Be safe. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.